Hi, this is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. You're listening to the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined not by Connor this week. Eric is back on the show. Uh, great to have you back. Something came up. And so we, we turned to our, our third host, basically, at this point. So welcome back to the show, Eric. Uh, thanks for having me, Ethan. I'm happy to help once again. And uh, we have some cool stuff planned for today. So this is going to be a pretty, pretty fun podcast. Yeah, we're going to, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, but we're finally, I think we'll finally get to do it. We've had some stuff happen that's uh, gotten our way of doing it, but uh, we have our race tournament, best race of the year. We I, I seeded it, I'll explain more in the final segment, but I seeded it using Jeff Block's poll and have all 36 races ready to go where we will vote the best race of the year, bracket style March Madness time, so that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. But first, some really big news that just dropped like right now as we're recording it at 4.20 Eastern time on, on Tuesday, uh, November 23rd. That's the timestamp there. Richard Petty Motorsports has signed a, a primary sponsor, multi-years, 26 races next year on the 43 car driven by Eric Jones. Immediate thoughts, Eric. Uh, I am really excited because they were fast in testing for the next-gen car, and um, their biggest problem was probably sponsorship. So now they got that sorted out, and I think they're going to be flying next season. I do, too. Long, for a long time, it's been said that, that for RPM to, to really be a good team, they need sponsorship. They've always struggled with sponsorship, and you can always tell when they have sponsorship because at the end of 2020, when Bubba, Bubba started picking up DoorDash and Columbia and, and um, Cash App sponsors like that, he definitely got faster. Those cars were faster. And so I think this is great for Eric Jones, great for Richard Penny Motorsports. I can't remember the last time they had a sponsor for this much of the season. Um, maybe maybe uh, the bacon money when Almirola drove there. Yeah, and uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Worldwide Technology for a good while had some pretty consistent sponsorship. That's true. But but with this combined with the next-gen car, I think is a huge step for Petty. And, and we all know Jones is talented. He, he's won the, in the Cup Series before. He won at Darlington. I mean, that, that definitely is no – no. Uh, you can't luck into a win at Darlington. So – I think they have a talented driver. They have a, a, a brand new car that's supposed to close up the field. And I think this will be a very good deal. The, the sponsor is called Focus Factor, by the way, which is a, what is it? It's a, uh, it is a brain health supplement. So not sure. Some sort exactly. of vitamins, maybe. It looks like it's vitamins. Like, like, or, or like, yeah, it, it's a medicine supplement company. Interesting. Which, you know, I'm really glad that the, there's a sponsor, but this is like the same thing with uh, Nurtech sponsoring Rick Ware Racing. I don't, don't know if they know what the, the audience for NASCAR is, you know? I mean, we've had weirder sponsors. <laughs> yeah. 
But but like I don't know. Nurtech, when you look it up, Nurtech costs like tens of thousands of dollars a year. If you if you have like regular dosage, I checked it. It's like it's not it's not an over-the-counter thing. I think this this company is an over-the-counter thing, so maybe it's different, but still. I mean, I guess they know that a lot of old people still watch, so you know. Who knows? Hey, if it helps them out and if they get closer to playoff contention, I don't really care what's on the car. That's true. That's true. I mean, overall, it's great to see a new sponsor come in on such a big deal. I mean, not many, even for the big teams, they don't, there's not many big teams that have a sponsor that that's on the car that much each year. So I, this is, I think this is a great deal. Um, what else do we have, Eric? We, we had it all planned out before the show and now I, I'm, I'm like forgetting things. Um, college racing, teasing an announcement. What do you think it could be? Well, um, I'm still sticking with my landing castle to the 10 prediction that I had like a couple months ago. I don't actually remember where I first heard it. I think it was on BBC, but um, it was something about a driver with crypto sponsorship getting the 10 and castle was the first guy that came to my mind. So I'm still sticking with that, especially since Voyager has been teasing the fact they want to put castle in a good car. There's not many left in Xfinity. So I think that's a pretty good prediction. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think Castle to the 10 is a very likely possibility at this point. And honestly, it's a very exciting possibility as well because, you know, I think Castle has definitely shown he has talent. He's done a great job over the years um, maximizing his equipment. He's never really had his chance in a good car. I used to, like, think he was the worst driver in the world back in 2013, 2014. But, you know, I think he's a great – he seems like a, a really fun guy, um, and I've become a fan of his, so I'm pretty excited. I think I, – I agree with you, Eric. I think this means that they have Landon Castle coming to, to the five – or to the five, to the ten. Throwback to some 2020 predictions where everyone was going to the five. <laughs> Landon Castle to the five. Heard it here first um, on the Quick Pit podcast. With, with with crypto sponsorship for, for Hendrick Motorsport. I think that would just be the 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 feather in the cap of this wild, wild silly season we've had this year. Um I would have to disagree considering we've also just found out Spire is opening a truck team. Yeah. Who do you think who do you think that gets that right? I know I would immediately think Zane Smith. But the only thing in the way of that is that it sounds like Zane Smith is probably going to get the, the 38, that he's the front runner for, for that car, for front row motorsports. So um, besides Zane Smith, who do you think could go in that seat? My mind immediately goes to Ryan Priest because he's shown he can drive the trucks really well. He, he literally won his first truck race, I think. And um, he's staying in the Chevy camp that he's been for a good while now. And um, I think it's a perfect car for him. Uh, if this cup ride for Spire wasn't taken, I think he would have had a pretty good shot at actually getting it. So getting the truck ride is also pretty likely for him. I'm worried for sponsorship, but Spire seems to not have that many issues with sponsorship. So I think they could figure out a deal for him. One thing that jumped to my mind was, uh, was Quinn Half actually. 
as a, as a sneaky pick, I guess, or Parker Kligerman. And, and, and here's why. It may sound ridiculous, but first of all, Quinn Health has driven for Spire in the, in the past. He made his cup debut with Spire in, in uh, 2019 at, at Phoenix. And I think Quinn Health has a lot of experience. I will. He's driven two full-time seasons in the Cup Series. And so, you know, as much as we bash him, he also didn't have many incidents next year. I'm Eric, I'm ashamed to say that I'm becoming a Quinn Howe fan. Well, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, you, you, could, you could be like a Logano fan, so it's fine. Or a Hamlet fan. Ugh. Oh, no way. I would never do that. <laughs> uh, but I think, I don't know. I, I feel like Quinn Howe, uh, Quinn Howe deserves a ride somewhere. I think most people would agree on that, you know, but I think Kligerman would also be an interesting, interesting driver to look at. Um, he apparently had an RCR ride locked up before that fell through, which, which is wild. Like they, they were signed and everything. And, and then apparently the, the sponsor backed out, which must be really frustrating. Um, but you know, maybe he has, maybe that sponsor just didn't want to do Xfinity sponsorship and maybe they, they feel better with doing a, a truck sponsorship. So, um, maybe Parker Kligerman is an option. That is a good point because the majority of the season Kligerman has been in a truck series. So maybe that sponsor isn't willing to put the extra money for Xfinity. So they might want to stick with what they've been comfortable with this entire season. So you have a really good point. I, I definitely... I'm reconsidering my choice now. Kligerman is also very likely for that Spire truck. I'm trying to think of anyone else who might be a possibility. I mean, who else kind of – who's in like a mid-tier ride that could could make the jump there or who who could jump down to, to trucks? Anthony Alfredo. He has a lot of sponsorship. He has at least – he has some experience – not as much as maybe Kligerman or 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 um, Hauf, but um, I think he's also a pretty good choice because he's shown he has some talent for those couple of Xfinity races he ran for RCR back in 2020. So um, I think that would be a perfect ride for him. I, I I didn't think of that. I think you know, I think he goes up there on the list of front runners. I think also, um, there's someone else. Maybe Myatt Snyder. I mean, I don't know if we'd want to jump back down, but jumping down to what we I'm I'm gonna assume this Spire team's gonna be pretty good. I think I saw somewhere that they're planning on on getting equipment, buying trucks and engines and such from GMS. So it's like a GMS affiliate. So I think they'll have decent speed, probably race winning speed, at, at least playoff speed. So maybe something someone like Myatt Snyder where you can go down be the top guy, uh, be in top equipment, and, and go out and show his talent. I'm pretty sure I heard some stuff about Snyder getting the 31 car in Xfinity, but I'm not sure if it was announced if it's full-time or just a couple of races. So him dropping down to trucks is still a possibility, but I'm I'm trying to remember what exactly was announced for that 31 car with Snyder. Okay. I think it was part-time. So it still could know. be a possibility. I don't know if they've announced anything yet, if it's just rumors, because they said that because RCR said when they dropped him that he'd still be going to an RCR affiliated car. But we shall see. Um, I know we didn't list this, 
when we planned before we recorded, but Mike Carmen got fined yesterday. Oh, yeah, I, I saw it. I, to be honest, I, it was probably the funniest thing I've seen NASCAR related this week. Like just the most random drivers possible, just getting in trouble. Who was it? Was it Mike Carmen and Cesar Baccarella? Yeah. What did they even do? I mean, I, I, so, I didn't really bother reading it, to be honest. So Harmon got fined because two weeks ago there was a track day at Rockingham and he brought a zombie Dodge 74 car, but also the car that they ran Phoenix in, like just a couple weeks ago. And they posted it on Instagram of the Xfinity Series cars complete with like all the banners and stuff and all the sponsorship and the rap from Phoenix. I think it even said Ryan Ellis on, on the banner. Cause that's who, who drove it going, turning laps at Rockingham, which is a racetrack. And so they got hit with a testing, testing fine. Man, you could really have like an entire TV series with Mike Harmon and his adventures. Like he's, I remember he like got pulled over because he was driving an actual like Xfinity car on the street or something like that. Like this man is just living life at its fullest potential. Um, I, I think he got fined $75,000. Oh God. The, the crew chief for the 74 car is suspended for the first five races of next year. And, and the 74 is docked 75 points, which means yeah, they literally killed their team. They start in the negative. They start at negative seventy five next year. They're not getting those back. Like I, I would be shocked if they do. I mean, okay. Actually, I want to pull this up. <laughs> pull this up here. Um, let's see. Xfinity Series standings. I, I, I don't know when they would have like broken past seventy five points this year because they were not very good. That seventy four car, the forty seven was okay. But the 74 car was uh, really slow. Um, Bailey Curry, uh, trying to find him here. Um, but yeah, and, and then Cesar Baccarella was a was actually uh, a substance abuse fine. Wow. Uh, um, yeah. Not definitely not on my bucket list for news of the week, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's Mike Harmon. <laughs> yeah, Mike Harmon so, and friends. Let's see here. I'm trying to find the, the points here. Doesn't have the points. Interesting. Anyway, um, well, I'll, I'll do the research, post it on Twitter or something, but yeah. Caesar Becker, which that actually is really interesting because he's supposed to be starting a team with Tommy Joe Martins next year. Like he's one of the co-owners of that team and now he's suspended for substance abuse. So it'll be really fascinating to see how that plays out. I hope that doesn't kill that team immediately, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see. And then we just were talking about Rockingham and I think this is the biggest news of the week, but North Carolina Passed the bill. I'm sure some of you had heard about this coming up. We've been tweeting about it all week, or I have been tweeting about it all week. Um, North Carolina passed a bill that gave uh, millions of dollars to, to 
racetracks in the state. Charlotte Motor Speedway is getting like $13 million for, for renovations and upgrades and such. But the, the, the more important ones in this, Rockingham gets $9 million. North Wilkesboro is getting $16, $16 and, and keep in mind, SMI owns North Wilkesboro. It's one of their tracks. And they've since that announcement, they added it to their list of active tracks. I think that's probably like the smoking gun for the fact that Wilkesboro is probably going to return in the next five years. I mean, I would be surprised. I would be shocked if it doesn't. I think I'm so excited for this. I think this could be this could be huge. I'm you know, they haven't announced what they're planning on doing, but Marcus Smith has said some stuff about, you know, they're planning on bringing Wilkesboro back. He, he, he said everything short of like straight up saying that, like we're bringing it back, but it, it's, it seems that they're working towards it. They've got volunteers working. They've already had volunteers uh, save the speedway has um, on like making sure the weeds don't completely take that place over again. So, you know, it's, it's already kind of been like sort of cleaned up. I think it'll take a lot of work. The, the, the area that Wilkesboro especially is in has a lot of poor infrastructure around it. There's not many great entrances, but also remember Marcus Limonis in the spring announced that he would uh, donate $1 million to the County to, to, to help, help revitalize the speedway. Yeah, I know it had a lot of backing. Like ever since the season started, there have been some talks about bringing back the track, and there have been a lot of people putting a lot of money into it. And but I'm glad to finally see some some uh, set in stone stuff about the track coming back because it was mostly just rumors before, but now it's actually has some um, concrete evidence that it's going to come back soon. It seems to finally be carrying some weight. I think I I. Almost, I think I can, I, I can say with confidence that between the fairgrounds, Wilkesboro and Rockingham, at least one of them will be back within five years. Probably two. Yeah, I would say Rockingham and Wilkesboro are probably going to be here by 2024 at the, at, 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 in the worst case scenario, right? I think they're going to be already in the Cup Series. Yeah, and, and I think there's a, there's a possibility that uh, Wilkesboro could be a dirt track, which would be, I would be fine with that if it meant we got another Bristol date back. What would you think on that? Uh, well, I would still prefer they go to Eldora and maybe get rid of one of the Richmond dates if they really want to, you know, have a dirt track and then we can have Wilkesboro and two Bristol dirt, uh, Bristol dates. So, and a dirt that, race. But that's just my take. Yeah. And then I think that what's what I have gotten more excited about, and I went back this week when this was announced and watched most of the last race at Rockingham, and the racing was really good. It was a is a really fascinating race. They could run too wide. There was tire wear, strategy, and and you know maybe it's rose tinted glasses because we all think that that era two thousand four was one of the greatest eras in NASCAR history, which it, it may very well be. But, you know, I think, man, I really hope that track comes back. And part of and, and the vice president of Rockingham just said yesterday or Monday, I guess, 
um, that the $9 million they're getting is going into a repave and lights. Could you imagine Cup Series race at Rockingham Saturday night, midsummer? Dude, I'm really excited for Rockingham. Like the whole just culture behind it. I mean, it's, it's literally called The Rock. Like that's so cool. I wanted to be back so bad. I think, you know, I think Rockingham is probably closer than North Wilkesboro, honestly. And that's because they held a truck race there in 2013. They've had racing, not big racing events, but they've had events on and off. And, and they have, they had a concert there uh, in 2019, a big concert, like a, a festival. And so I'm pretty sure they used the grandstands for that. They are, they, even before this was announced, they were uh, removing some grandstands to make like a, a party deck, which uh, a lot of modern stadiums have now. And it seems that that group is committed to upgrading the facility. They've in this uh, vice president's uh, statement, I guess, telling what they were planning on doing with the money. He said that they want to have ARCA and SRX come back to start, which I mean, even if we get a couple SRX races and a couple ARCA races there, wouldn't it? I mean, even that would be so cool. I would probably take SRX over ARCA, but it's a start and it's, it's good for the sport. It's good for the track. It gets it back up there with it, its name. It, it gets back up there. Uh, it helps um, publicize its return. So I would be down with any series racing there, but with what we've seen from Marco lately, I would much rather have SRX to be honest. But like I said, any series would be more than welcome. I think that, that Rockingham has a path back. I think the fairgrounds has a path back. If you were to rank them in which order you think that like from easiest to hardest to get uh, the fairground speedway back on the schedule, Wilkesboro and Rockingham, how would you order them? I would say at the top of the list, I would probably have Rockingham because it, it it's probably uh, in, in it's the, in a best, in the best shape out of all these, all of the tracks, it's still fairly new and it hasn't been inactive for too long then i would have wilkesboro because it's been getting a lot of backing lately and at the very bottom i would have the fairgrounds uh not necessarily because i don't think it would have a chance to come back but i haven't really heard much from it lately so that's why i would have it at the, at the bottom i still wanted to come back but it seems less likely than the others I would put it at fairgrounds at the top, actually. Rockingham second and Wilkesboro third. As much as I would love Wilkesboro to come back, I think Wilkesboro is the top. Uh, all of them would be awesome. But I think Wilkesboro, for, for just how iconic the track is, I think that would be, especially the one request I would have, and it would never happen, but keep the, the Winston, the red and white Winston faded paint on the walls if you can or just get a title sponsor that has the same color scheme coca-cola maybe i don't know um but that, that that's uh, not important um <laughs> i would put fairgrounds first first of all because they have a lot of backing and i also think it seems that smi is really committed to that and has been even though we haven't heard much about it, but I think they're still committed to it. And then 
um, Rockingham because of the infrastructure that's in place and Wilkesboro because it, it's, it's in the worst condition of the three. And that's, you know, infrastructure takes a lot of money. You know, it's one thing with the fairgrounds where you have to kind of navigate the politics in the area, which is, seems like the, the biggest roadblock. But it's another thing when you have to drop millions and millions of dollars into fixing a property that hasn't been in use for like almost 30 years. So that's my one concern with Rockingham. And I think also, or not Rockingham, Wilkesboro. And the other thing is that with, with SMI just buying Dover Motorsports Group, which also owns the Nashville Super Speedway, Nashville Super Speedway's contract with NASCAR runs out in 2024, which is about the same timeline that um, they've said they think they could get fairgrounds renovated enough to, to host a cup race. So that timeline just lines up really nicely for me that I think uh, fairgrounds is the closest to coming back. That's a good point, but I, I really don't want the super speedway to get uh, taken off the schedule because I, I personally really like that race. I, I really hope there's a timeline where we can get both. That would be awesome. Maybe like a double header, like we've had at oh, Pocono these man. last couple of years. That would be really cool. Double but header. I think, yeah, that, I think it's wishful thinking, but it would be really cool. The other thing you could do that I've heard floating around is if they were to keep both tracks, that they could have like a, a ticket package where you can go to both, which would be great. You could even, I mean, now it's an S, they're both SMI owned, but like, could you imagine finishing the season? You know how like they do their end of the year banquet in Nashville? What if they finish the season at one of those tracks? I I think that's a good point. I personally still think Auto Club, the short track configuration will be the finale, but now now that you say it like that, I definitely think it's 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 pretty likely they're gonna do something like that at some point. I, I wouldn't be surprised because They've been going down the short track route with playoff tracks for a while now. Most playoff tracks are short tracks. Yeah, I, I think they're definitely they're definitely trending away from a bunch of mile and a half in the playoffs, which is great. Um, but that that's a discussion for another time because uh, this segment has gone really, really long, and we have another long segment planned. So unless there's any other news that we're forgetting, I think we should move on to segment two. I think that's all everything, so. All right. Coming up next, we will start, maybe finish. We'll see how long it takes us. Our, um, the inaugural best race of the year tournament. We've got a whole bracket set up. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. You've made it to the second and final segment this week. Uh, we're, we're not going to do three segments this week. Just just two, but two nice long ones with good discussion. I think all the news we had in the first segment was pretty great. Um, and now we will move into our tournament. So we have all 36 races set up in a bracket here um, on my computer and we have, we'll have four matchups for the play in round to make it into the 32 race bracket. Um, I seeded these based off of Jeff Glucks. Was it a good race poll numbers? So 
The top seed had the highest score this year. The bottom seed had the lowest score this year. So, um, Eric, if you're ready, we can kick this thing off with the first matchup. Yep, I'm good. We, we can start. All right. Matchup number one featuring the worst race of the year. We have the 29th seeded Richmond 2. That was a playoff race with a percentage on the poll, a yes percentage. All these percentages are the percentage yes that people answered of 55.4, facing off of against seed number 36, Las Vegas 2. This also a playoff race at 23.4. Which one do you think was a better race, Eric? <laughs> Well, uh, we didn't start that well because I actually didn't see any of these because it was way too late for me. So uh, for my time zone anyway, so I didn't get to see any of them. But uh, from what I remember, Richmond was a snoozer. I fell asleep during that one. At least with Vegas, I tried watching it, but I literally fell asleep midway for Richmond. So uh, Vegas was slightly better. I'm, I'm thinking I agree with you. I think... Thinking back, so I think Hamlin won Vegas and Truex won that Richmond race, right? Yeah. So, man, they were both so bad. I think I'm going to pick Vegas as well because, uh, no, actually, Richmond. I want to pick Richmond. So, (laughs) we tied. So, um, you know what? To make things simple, I'll go with Vegas. They were both they were both terrible. So um, we'll move Vegas into the round of 32 to face off against. Uh, I'm sure this will be a, a, a an upset. Bristol too. So um, we'll we'll get really there in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that one will be a surprise. But next up in the play-in round, seed. The 32 seed, Richmond number one, won by Alex Bowman with a, a percentage of 52.7 versus Atlanta one, a uh, percentage of 50.6. Uh, definitely Atlanta. Um, classic Atlanta with that really used up surface, just killing tires. It's it's fun, right? Maybe not the most passing and not the most action, but just seeing the car slide around, it, it's fun. It's a fun track. So it would have to be Atlanta for me. I would agree with you on that for all the same reasons. Atlanta one moves on. Next up, what's the next matchup, Eric? Uh, Texas with a 45.8 and Kansas two with a 53.8. Texas is seed number 35 and Kansas is seed number 30. I vote Kansas. I would have to say, okay, this is going to be pretty, pretty controversial. I would have to say Texas mainly because of those final couple of laps with those constant green, green, white checker, just constant caution laps and constant incidents. And uh, I'm probably a bit biased, but Kozlowski being so close to a win, uh, that was quite a nail biter for me. So, and and to be honest, I remember a lot more stuff from that Texas race than I do from Kansas. So uh, I'm going to have to say Texas. Um, so both bad, but. I missed a large part of the Kansas race, mostly because uh, because of F1 being on at that time. It was the USGP that day, so I wasn't paying as much attention. 
to the NASCAR race until that thing was done. So once again, they're so bad, but and, and given who they're who whatever the winner of this matchup faces, um either one's not going to to win. So I'll just go with you and say Texas, just so we don't have to make a decision, a tough decision here and keep moving it on. But, you know, they were both equally terrible. And uh, who's the last play-in play-in match? Uh, Seed number 34, Charlotte won with a 48.5 and seed number 31, the circuit of the Americas with a 53.1. Coda. Yeah, same. Coda. Coda, for sure. Coke 600 was a snoozer of a race. I mean... I don't remember anything from that race. It was um, a complete dominance by, by all the Hendrick cars, but mostly Larson. I mean, there was a period where uh, Kyle Busch was up there a little bit, but he didn't have enough, really. And the only really good thing was the paint scheme. So uh, Coda at least had some intrigue. That was pretty wild seeing them all uh, sliding around on slicks or rain tires and and that fun start. Plus, McDowell McDowell in that race won a bet for me with Connor. So that was a pretty pretty, uh, fun race for me. All right, first matchup of the round of 32, we have the number one seed, Bristol 2. I don't think I need to remind you all much uh, of what happened there, facing off against the 36th seed of Vegas race number two. I think we can say this on a count of three, Eric. Three, two, one, Bristol. Bristol. Yep. So I don't think there's any argument there that Bristol should advance. So first winner of the round of 32 matchup uh, is Bristol night race. Fantastic race year in and year out. That is always one of the most exciting events of the year. It scored a 95.7 on Glock's poll, which is the top score all year. And which uh, is just a it's fantastic. It's a great race, and Vegas had no chance there. Next up, Eric. Uh, we have seed number 17, Road America, with a 78.4, and seed number 16, Bristol Dirt, with a 78.5. Really close matchup here. I would lean towards Bristol Dirt. It was Ooh. not as good as normal Bristol, but you had Daniel Suarez leading. You had some big wrecks. You had a great, uh, a, a pretty good finish. You had uh, Ricky Sen- Stenhouse Jr. sending it at the end, finishing second. You had uh, just lots of intrigue. It may not, it may have been a bit of a mess, but you know, it's also NASCAR, not F1. And I, I would, I would prefer if it didn't take away a Bristol pavement race. But I thought it was a good race. Man. Road America was really fun. I really enjoyed that entire race weekend. It was one of the only ones with practice, with qualifying, and it was just a really fun race weekend with a, a lot of action. And I, I personally really enjoyed Road America. It was probably in my top 15 or top 10 best races of the season. 
I had some friends over. It was just a really fun weekend, so I'm going to have to go with Road America. Hmm. We have to pick one. So, I have a coin here. We could flip a coin because I really think Bristol Dirt was better. I mean, Road America was good, but Bristol Dirt was definitely better. So, unless you're willing... I don't know what a better uh, better alternative is. You want to just flip coins for these ones? Go for it. Sure. Okay. Heads for Road America. Tails for Bristol Dirt. And it is Tails. So Bristol Dirt advances where it faces off. It will face off next round against uh, the other Bristol race. So um, that, that, that'll be interesting. To see, next up, we have, ironically, both Talladega races. We have Talladega 1 at the 9 seed, 84.6, and Talladega 2 at the 24 seed at 62.6. Thoughts, Eric? Well, besides the fact that Talladega 2 was basically an incomplete race, I think just overall the racing was a lot better in the first race. There was a lot of more action up front. There were a lot of uh, rookies and underdogs leading towards the end. We had like Eric Almarola, Eric Jones, Matt the Benedetto. It was just a fun race, uh, a lot more, a lot more than than the second one, the playoff race. Um, the playoff race also kind of broke my heart because it basically solidified Bowman's elimination. So uh, I'm gonna have to go with Talladega one here. I would have to agree. It was both races were good. I mean, when when Talladega two was when they were actually racing, it was good. But Talladega one was a much better race. I mean, Joey Logano flew like a bird, and also whined about it. But um, regardless, I think it was a better race. Next up, Eric. We have seed number eight, New Hampshire, at an eighty-five point one. And seed number 25, Dover, at a 62.5. Kind of low, to be honest, but what's, what, are, what are your thoughts? Uh, both were good. I think I'm definitely – the winner of Dover is definitely tainting it because Bowen was a fun winner, and Larson had been dominating so much at that point that it was nice to see Bowman actually – or Larson not win – but I also remember Larson led like close to 300 laps that day. So, um, but that was the Hendrick Motorsports one, two, three, four race. But I would have to go with New Hampshire. It was, it was really good. The racing was great. And we also had a great winner. So uh, I'd go with New Hampshire. You know, I would normally go with Dover, but um, since uh new hampshire re- really impressed me this year it was it was better than i remember most new hampshire races being and um i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to go in new hampshire i would normally pick dover but there was something off about this year's dover race that wasn't as exciting as usual in my opinion so i'm gonna have to agree with you and go with new hampshire all right we've moved on to the second uh quadrant of our bracket and uh that starts with vegas one which this is really weird. Vegas won, was one of the best races of the year at the four seed, 88.5, while Vegas two was the worst race of the year at uh, 23.4. But 
Vegas one is facing off against Atlanta one at a uh, 50.6 rating. It's the 33rd seed. I think this one is pretty obvious too, Eric. I would go with Atlanta here. I think it still holds up. Seriously? Yeah. I think what we had with Atlanta all these years is probably the best 550 racing we're going to see for a really long time. Atlanta in general has always shined when it comes to these cookie cutter tracks. So I'm going to keep going in Atlanta. I'm not a big Vegas guy. I don't really like it that much. Man, you've made me think about this one. I, you know what? I think I might have to agree with you there. Atlanta had a good finish. Uh, Vegas just ended with it running away. I think mostly what Vegas made Vegas good was that first stage, which I mean, that was decent racing, but it's also manufactured 550 horsepower. I think most of Vegas was a snoozer, and while Atlanta was too, it had a good finish. So I'm actually going to agree with you there. You convinced me. Atlanta won with the huge upset. Upset. A 33 seed moves into the round of 16. Next up. Seed number 20. Sonoma with a 74.5 and seed number 13, the Daytona road course with a, with a percentage of 80.9. What are your thoughts? I didn't see any of Sonoma. I was traveling that day. So I have no idea what that race was like, um, but I'd have to go with the road course at, at Daytona um, because it, it was a new winner. Some, some chaos at the end, Chase Elliott, Driving too hard spins himself out. Larson driving too hard spins himself out. I think uh, I would go with Daytona. Yeah, same here. I think it's it's a pretty easy choice. I I, I did watch Sonoma, but I don't remember uh, anything from it except for the fact that Cody Ware completely dumped Ryan Priest late in the race, like just drove right through him. Um, but the rest of the race, it's just kind of a blur. But I can still remember some really good moments from the Daytona Road Course, and I'm really gonna miss that track. I'm Pretty upset it's not coming back next year. I really think I've said this for a while. They should rotate road courses. Keep the Roval, uh, Road America on 4th of July, and uh, Watkins Glen on the track, on the schedule permanently, and then rotate between two or three road courses every year. But that's my opinion. We'll get into that another day. Next up, 12 seed, Pocono 2, 81.9, and 21st seed, Michigan at a 74.6. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Pocono, too, because, man, every, ever since Michigan lost, like, the speed it had, it's, it's just another 5-100. It's just another 550-horsepower track. Like, it's, it's uninteresting. There's nothing unique anymore. Seeing the cars go 210 at the end of the straightaway, that was really cool. But now, since the cars are slow and they have nothing interesting about them, it, it's, just another, it's just another race, right? So seeing Blaney win was cool. But Pocono with the fuel mileage and just the uniqueness of the track, I think it's a lot better. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. Next up. We have seed number five, Martinsville with an 88.5 and seed number 28, the Daytona 500 with a 57.1. This is going to be hard. You know, Connor would be yelling at me right now. He does. He hates McDowell. He, he really does. I think it's because he's lost like 
20 bucks over over bets this year. Uh, I, he, he keeps betting against McDowell, and it never works out. Anyway, um, I, I would go with Daytona. And yeah, same. Mostly I because I don't remember much from that Martinsville race. It was rain delayed, I think. I think it was supposed to be a night race. And Truex won, which eh, is eh. And then, you know, I really think, yeah, I think Daytona was better uh, because of the finish and the winner, underdog, huge upset victory. And he's also my favorite driver, which which definitely doesn't hurt. So uh, Daytona 500 moves on to the round of 16. Next up, we have the two seed of Martinsville 2 at 92.7 versus Texas. And I think we can... I can just start moving on uh, Martinsville while you introduce the next uh, next matchup, Eric. Yeah, so seed number 15, we have Atlanta 2 at a 79.4, and seed number 18, Homestead, with a 78.1. Another very close matchup. What are your thoughts, Ethan? This one's difficult. I think Atlanta 2, you had Kurt and Kyle battling back and forth. Last race on the current or on the old Atlanta configuration um overall just a good race especially for the package but homestead was also really good you had comers and goers i I keep remembering chris busher was up and went up and won a stage uh william byron wins the race tyler reddick ripping the fence right at the end kirk bush unlapping himself after having a loose wheel in the final run and finishing top 10 my guy michael mcdowell finishing sixth man i'm remembering a lot from that race um, I would have to go with Homestead, I think. You know, Homestead is and has been my favorite track for, for a while. And it was a really good race. Like, it's probably my, my favorite race of the season. But Atlanta was also really good. And I, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, to think here and really decide. This is a hard one. I... I think Atlanta was good, but Homestead was better. That would be my take on it. I'm not saying Atlanta was a bad race. I think Homestead is just better. I think I think you convinced me. Yeah, Homestead. I I definitely yeah, Homestead was better. Yeah. Okay. Good. I didn't want to have to flip another coin. Um, next up, we have Pocono one at an 83.4, and Phoenix one at a 63.6. Pocono is the 10 seed. Phoenix is the 23rd seed. I think Pocono one was a uh, Larson blow in a tire. I was there for that. That's my favorite memory of the summer, I think. And I don't think if you're thinking Phoenix one was better, you're going to have to do some talking to, to convince me, Eric, because I I'm ready to move Pocono on. Uh, don't worry about it because I agree with you. I, I couldn't care less about Phoenix. Just get out of here. I don't like it. The final race was better, but the, the first one was just no. Yeah. All right. And then finally, for the third of four like uh, sections for our bracket, we this is we've got four to go after this one. Uh, Daytona two, the seven seed at eighty six point four, and the twenty six seed Indy Road Course at sixty point four. I think we can both agree Daytona should move on. Unless, yeah, for sure. Unless you like the curb chaos, which curb chaos was fun, but. Daytona was better. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. I just wasn't a fan in general of losing the, the oval. So, um, Although, 
I would say I think the road course race was still better than the oval race last year. I actually kind of liked the oval race last year, but you know, if if they figure out the kinks and like the weird stuff about the road course, I think they could get it to a point where it's at least equal to the what the oval had, in my opinion, at least. But in this situation, Daytona was definitely better. Yeah. All right. What's the next one, Eric? We have seed number three, the second Darlington race with a 90.7 and race number and, and seed number 31, uh, the Circuit of the Americas with a 53.1. Darlington two. We can easily decide on this one. Yes, that one moves on. No yeah. argument there. That was a fantastic race. I think if Larson pulls off that move in the last corner, this is the best race of the year. Could, yeah, could... for sure. That would have been an insane finish. One for the books, actually. Could you imagine? The Hamlin moves down just a foot. Larson squeezes to the outside, and they drag race to the finish line. That would have been the finish finish of the ages to, to have that. That would have been phenomenal. Um, next up, we have number 14 seed Phoenix 2 at 80.9, the championship race. Versus number 19, Nashville Super Speedway at 77.4. I would pick Nashville here. Yeah, same. Like, even even with Phoenix being the championship race, just it's just not a good track, in my opinion. Nashville is way better, so I would have to agree with you. So, upset again. Um, next up, what, what's the next race, Eric? We have seed number 11, Watkins Glen, with an 83.2. And seed number 22, Darlington won with a 72.4. I didn't get to watch any of the Glen, and I didn't get to watch much of Darlington either because I can't remember much. Um, what do you think? I'm kind of this one feels like a toss-up. I'm not sure actually. I'm gonna have to really think about this one. Let's see, Larson won the Glen. I really have no memory of that race because I didn't watch it. And Darlington Truex pretty much dominated, didn't he? Well, he sort of got a lot of speed towards the end because because in stage one, I really don't remember who was good. The Glen had a lot of front runners. Like for, for the first stage, it was Kozlowski and Logano. And then before. in the second stage, it was Larson and, and Bell before Bell got killed. So, and Kozlowski. you know, seeing Chase, seeing Chase go for a field was cool. Yeah, I, w- I think I'd have to pick pick... Pick the Glen after some thought. Um, w- would you agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kislowski led until he remembered that he's supposed to be bad at road courses. Huh. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> it's been a painful season for the two fans. That's for sure. On, on the road courses, especially. Maybe, maybe, maybe the rush breaks will be better. Huh. Well. Before it hasn't really been that great the entire season. So, yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Anything's better than what happened this year. Yeah. All right. And finally, we have the last race of the round of 32, the six seed, the Charlotte Roval playoff race at 87.7% versus number 27, Kansas won 57.3. We're ending on an easy one. I mean, obviously, we're picking Kansas here, right? Yeah. Kansas was. 
was just so such a good race. So much passing, so fast. Like, can you get any who better? Cares? Who cares that Harvick wrecked Chase? I mean, did you see Hamlin slam the wall? That was some top tier racing right there. Oh yeah, it was a hundred percent. That was and Larson like getting loose on the restart. That they was... never get loose anymore. That's awesome. I know. And Kyle Bush won. Like, wow. Bushy wow. McBush race. Awesome. <laughs> Actually, I forgot about that. That <laughs> I might need to think about this now. No, I'm kidding. Um, of course, the Roval advances. I mean, if you didn't pick up on that in our, our sarcastic tones. Um, Roval advances. That wraps it up. I'm looking back on this. We had one. We had... I believe five upsets in the first round. So that's pretty good. The, the, the good race poll doesn't, doesn't tell you everything, but um, thanks again, Eric, for coming on. That'll wrap it up for this week. We'll, we'll finish this next week. Um, Eric, do you want to advertise your, your channel that you haven't uploaded to in three months, but still advertise it before we go? Sure. So um, if you want to see some cool NASCAR gaming content and some, uh, you know, silly season predictions and some what ifs and just analytical videos, go ahead and check out the Zen Sensei YouTube channel. Maybe I'll post again. Who knows? Uh, 21 Ignition being terrible. Definitely put a wrench in my plans. So um, when Ignition is good, you'll post. Well, that's going to take a while, (laughs) but sure. I'll try to post. You heard it here. You heard it here, folks. When Ignition gets fixed, Zen Sensei is going to make a comeback. Um, so that'll be like, what, 2024, you think? Somewhere around there? About the same time as the, the fairgrounds? You know, that might be a bit too early, but we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out as time goes on. So, we'll yeah, go on, ahead and check me out. They'll be on patch, videos. patch 27, and it still won't be good. Um, still will have so, a mirror. Yeah, pretty much. And, and uh, cautions will still be broken. Um, those actually work now. Oh, they do? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, they'll actually work. Oh, maybe by that point, they might have private lobbies. Oh, well, that's just asking just a lot of stuff from them. Like, come on. They're a small company. You see that two years, Ethan. You see that they put out a Black Friday sale today? Well, where are they going to get it? They're going to give it for free? What are they going to do? The game's already like $10. It's already on sale, so. 30% off. And if you go in the comments of the post, all of it says that's still not worth it. So. Uh, I got it for 30 and I still feel scammed. Yeah, I think most people are like that. All right. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Eric, at, at such late notice. I don't know if you guys realize um, Connor had something come up like five minutes before I was supposed to record. So I texted Eric real late. Uh, so thank you for coming on at, at such short notice. Um, would love to have you back on again soon before, definitely before the season starts and hopefully even sooner than that. So thanks for all your help. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week on the quick pit podcast.